We flow on through life because change is the only constant, but that idea is difficult when you're constantly fixated on everything but the present moment. So let's take a step back and reflect on all of the patterns that don't allow us to work from a place of love and purpose. My name is Selena Dawn, and this is Flow on the Podcast, where we dig deep into our subconscious to begin developing awareness of the different perspectives, habits, and practices that will introduce us to our new lives. Let's harness that state of flow together to bring us closer to who we are as individuals and to what our purpose is within our communities. So grab a warm drink and try to keep an open mind as you explore life with me over the next few minutes. Hello, family. Welcome to season two of Flow On with Selena Dawn. As you can tell, we had to take a little bit of a break over the last couple of months, an unintentional one at that. I've been trying to record this episode for like damn near two months now, but things just kind of keep happening back to back to back, and it's like I want to share it with y'all, but... It was just crazy. Everything's just kind of been happening all at once, and that is exactly what we are going to talk about today. Um, I'm going to spend the first half of this episode talking about my personal experience um, over the last couple months, my healing journey, and really just different lessons that I've personally been working through and patterns that I've been working through, hopefully to inspire a a level of awareness that you haven't experienced before um, within your own mind and within your surroundings. The second part of this episode is going to be focused on assessing the different lessons and the different patterns and then also learning and growing through that while experiencing such a transformational time in our life. Um, this is primarily going to be a, <laughs> honestly, an insane story of divine timing, of healing, of growth, of transformation, and just honestly going with the flow of life because I haven't had a, a another option, honestly. Um, I'm so excited to share this with you because it's just comical how how intense the universe will make these circumstances for us to really understand and get the lesson. And also I wanted to let you know that there will probably be swearing in this episode too, so I will definitely mark it as explicit. But without further ado... Welcome to the story of the 2021 experience that I've had so far. Um, So this is going to start in February because that's when I started shifting my coaching and consulting business over to an online um, business because I had parted ways with the real estate company. So it really all starts there because that's typically when my patterns and my cycles start is when I I change jobs. Um, So with the real estate place it was going phenomenal many of you know like I love that job it was fabulous but my manager and I are like the um the realtor and I just kind of kept bumping heads. We both had really big personalities and it was just not going so hot. So unfortunately, we both had to make the decision that it was time to part ways and that everything that I did for her was 
you know, exactly what I needed to do for her and that was it. So we just decided to part ways and I decided to take my business full time. Um, so I started taking my consulting within the hospitality industry a little bit more seriously as well as my coaching business. So I had um, three clients during those couple of months and they had finished up so I'll be doing one-on-one -on -one training again in July. But this, <laughs> it was so great that my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients had ended because I really just needed to take a step back and coach myself and like focus on my personal development because life has had just been so crazy and turbulent already. Um, so mid-February, I was just focusing on really becoming aware of these different patterns, becoming aware of the, you know, the mindset shifts that needed to happen in order for me to be successful running a business as a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I had decided to take my, um, my personal and my mental health a little bit more seriously because I always have, but I haven't had health insurance in a couple of years. And now that I had health insurance, I was like, well, it's, you know, it's time to go get all these tests and make sure, you know, the body's still doing good, my vessel. So yeah, I decided to get a psychiatrist, a therapist. Um, I got all of the tests done. I was diagnosed with endometriosis a couple of years ago. And so over the last couple of months, um, for about six months now, I've really just been tracking like, you know, my mood, tracking my physical pain that I experience. And I've noticed patterns around when these things will show up in my body. And that's allowed me to become more aware of how I can start you know, preparing for those times of when I feel extremely depressed because of my hormones or if I'm feel, you know, like before I get the cramps, I'll start to notice that like um, I'll stop eating spicy food or like certain types of food prior to that and my cramps won't be as bad and the inflammation won't be as bad. So it's not super uh, painful and debilitating where I can't work. And I had gotten all the tests done, I had found out that they were in fact wrong and were telling me that I was infertile when I am actually fertile and I can have babies. You know how depressing that was? To think that I couldn't have babies for two years. I never really intended on having children, but just the idea of not being able to have them really broke my heart, which is why I actually got involved with CASA, um, because I knew that you know, adoption would probably be the case in the future. Um, but now I'm, you know, I'm extremely grateful and extremely blessed that my body is, you know, doing her thing and she's healing and I'm healing her from all of the shit that I've experienced in the past. But aside from like the physical and the mental wellness that I had been taken seriously, I had also been focusing, like I said, on all of my patterns and mid-February and beginning of March, I started really just honing in on all of the different like conditionings that have been placed on me within my life and started noticing them within the different areas of my current life today, especially in regards to the scarcity mindset versus an ab abundant mindset. And that's obviously a shift that I had to make 
if I wanted to pursue being an entrepreneur because I had to understand my worth and understand my value in order to be able to charge people. So that's something that I really had to tap into and I'm grateful that I didn't have any clients during this time because I had to... I mean, I'm not going to lie, that shit was hard. I'm still working through that right now because it's been instilled in me that money is bad. Money is, you know, like having so much money is not an easy task, but it could be because money is energy. And the more that I see it from a scarcity mindset rather than money being energy and flowing to me constantly, the more it's not going to be here. And that's something that I had to sit back and really understand and process because I will never have an abundant business if I don't like take a look at those limiting beliefs and that's really all it is it's a conditioning and a limiting belief so I you know I really focused on that and a couple weeks later I was able to charge the price that I had been asking for for you know these last couple years but I haven't had the guts to ask for I guess um so you know giving it that attention and really sitting with it and processing it allowed me to understand that I was worthy, oops, that's my cat, (laughs) worthy of what, you know, the amount that I was asking for. Um, So those are kind of some different self-sabotaging ways that I like experience in the beginning process of this business, which is why I was grateful that those two months I was really just processing and allowing myself to transfer the knowledge that I have uh, onto an online platform and really start laying down the foundation like nicely and stable. So February and March was really just around awareness, creating stability, a foundation, and healing. Um, Mid-March comes along and I'm in dire need of a massage, so I decide to go to this place that a friend has been recommending for a couple of months now, and it's this place in Pilsen called Sanctuary Health. Um, I decided to book the day after I looked because that was the only appointment available for like a month out, and next day comes along, I decided that I wanted to smoke a little bit of cannabis because like I said, I hadn't gotten a massage in so long and I wanted to just be relaxed. So I get high just a little bit. I get to the appointment and I'm like walking into this beautiful space. It's filled with just like sunlight shining through. It was like 4 p.m. and it was still around the time where the sun started to set that early. So I mean it was like golden hour at this point and it was just beautiful you know and it just felt like such a warm and healing space. So I knew I was in the right space for this but I it just felt very It felt healing and I don't know, I was just, I didn't know what to expect, you know? Um, So my masseuse brings me to the back and she gives me this form to fill out and it's like a medical health form. So I'm like, oh geez, I've never gotten a massage before that has like a health form that I need to fill out like this. Because it was literally asking about all of the different things from my mom's side, my dad's side, and I'm like, holy shit, I don't even know what any of the answers are because... I don't know. Um, So she's like, you don't have to fill the whole thing out. And so we start the massage. I like get, you know, get onto the table and everything. And (laughs) 
like 10 minutes into the massage, this woman is like basically massaging like my psoas muscle. So the psoas muscle is where majority of your trauma is stored in your hips. And the psoas muscle literally has blockages based on the trauma that you have experienced as a child and growing up that requires a certain amount of pressure I guess or like requires for it to be released I don't even know it was crazy because as she was working this muscle I couldn't stop crying I was bawling for like 20 minutes and I I was high as hell I was literally apologizing to her because I didn't know why I was crying it was just all coming out and she's like this is normal that is literally the trauma that has been stored in your hips ever since you were a child and prior to her getting me on the table she was asking me about you know what things that I wanted to work on and why I needed a massage and I had just mentioned you know my hips and my back my lower back my my um upper my shoulder back pain um were a couple of focal points but I didn't really expect her to touch based on my traumas um so it was a very interesting experience to say the least and when I tell you that I was literally bawling for ever I mean it was like 30 minutes that I was crying and then she did a cupping um she did cupping on me as well and then after the massage I had just gone home and then the next day, I had decided to just rest, I believe. And then the following day was a Friday. I woke up feeling wonderful. It was great. And an hour into my routine, I just got hit with a wave of sadness, of like forgiveness. And instantly I thought, I forgive my dad. And usually anytime that thought comes up, I immediately shove that it back into my Pandora's box and I don't listen to it. I've always, you know, said that I don't want to place myself in his life these days because I don't want to disrupt the flow that he has with his new family, um, which is not necessarily what would have happened but it, it was just a limiting belief that I had in my head um, but with all of the work that I had been doing I assume from the previous couple of years I had decided or like honestly the previous couple of months because this I I probably think about him like twice a year maybe um, but this time I decided to call him. So I called him on Facebook because I don't have his phone number and he didn't answer. Mind you, it's like seven o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Didn't answer. So I decided to, you know, just like cry it out because I, I was bawling at this point. I don't even know why, but it was just like, oh my God, I just forgive him. I love him. And I'm more than happy to have him back in my life if he wants to be. Um, so two hours later, he texts me on, or he messages me on Facebook, and he's like, did you butt dial me? And I'm like, no, I cried it out, though, and I'm good now. And we, he calls me, and we just talk about everything. And mind you, I haven't talked to him in, like, 10 years, 11 years. So it was just a wild experience, and I decided to go there that night. Um, we had dinner with his family, and it was wonderful. It was awesome. Um, and then I had planned to come back a couple of weeks later. So I go back a couple of weeks later. This is like 
mm, I want to say like April, mid-April at this point. And I got there on a Sunday and dude, literally as soon as I got there, like an hour into hanging out with them, I was just purging like everything in my body just like dude I couldn't stop puking it out I don't I don't know why I didn't know what happened and I had assumed it was my endometriosis flare-up so I had been out for like 24 hours just not being able to drink not being able to eat anything and just literally purging everything in my body and so I had to go to the ER I was so dehydrated that I was hallucinating and it was, you know, it was scary for them to see me like that because I literally couldn't leave my dad's. <laughs> um, so I go to the ER the next day and I wait in the ER room for like five hours and then I get into an actual room and they do a couple of tests on me. They agree that it's my endometriosis flare-ups and they send me home after putting two bags of saline in me and giving me nausea medicine. And that took like 45 to an hour. So I was obviously annoyed. I got back to my dad's house because they decided to just keep me there for a couple more days just to make sure I was good since, um, since I was already there anyway. And so I'm still like not able to drink anything, not able to eat anything. And that night, no, I think it was the next morning, I experienced this extremely crazy, trippy hallucination where... I, my dad was like pushing my hair behind my ear while I was laying on the couch and literally still purging. And I had a flashback to when I was like three or four years old and I was in my like younger Selena's body and I was sick as hell too. And I had a bunch of like kidney problems growing up. So I'm assuming it was that or like a UTI or something. I don't know. But I was really young and my dad was doing the same thing. And that had been like prior to um, the divorce. And so I was brought back to that experience simply by the touch of my dad's hand and brushing my hair behind my ear because I so I was like just brought back into that child's body and I was like holy shit this is such a trippy experience and I couldn't process it because I was so weak and that I just fell asleep right after but after that that day I was able to actually talk and function a little bit more so we just talked about life we talked about his past we talked about my past we talked about pretty much everything and I just felt so heard and so seen and he was just so curious to know about all of the things I had been doing and it just it was the most pure and genuine connection that I have felt with him in such a long time and it was like I found my um my ability to speak again it was so strange. It literally felt like my like my throat chakra and my heart chakra were opening up and were like I was like trusting all over again, you know? So after about five days of being at my dad's, five or six days, I decided to go home and I rested that night and then the next day my mom's side of the family had kind of like an uprooting as well and all of the family um, questions that we've always had have finally been answered and all of the secrets came out and it was just 
so wild to see all of these things coming and happening at the same time because it was the right time for it to happen. Like there were so many secrets around my sexual abuse and my physical abuse growing up because parts of the family were too young to understand and to to hear about this. And now we're at the point where it was time to share it. And it's just crazy and unbelievable to me that and almost comical that this was the time for it to all come out. Um, it's honestly humbling because I realize that these experiences had to like had to happen together in order for me to experience this complete uprooting and complete rebuild of a foundation in order to be successful in this business. And I mean, honestly, that's how I see it because all of this happened like less than a month ago, um, so mid-March, or excuse me, mid-April is really when all of this started going down, and, like, that's when I basically had, like, a body detox from my purge, um, and honestly, I've just kind of been rolling with things, I've been trying to keep up, like, life has been moving extremely, extremely fast, but I've been grounding myself and really slowing down time by making sure that I'm in the present moment rather than thinking of the future or the past and really just kind of like, so I've had this thing lately where I've been just taking like snapshots of each moment that I'm in that I remember to or like that I'm, you know, catching myself being present because I've realized that with disassociating my whole life, my memories are there but it requires so much work for me to get them back because I was kind of in the present moment, kind of not in the present moment because I was in survival mode. So now I make it like a genuine habit to just make sure that I'm being present, whether that's me doing my chores, me and my um, personal morning routines and my night routines, or even just having a conversation with another person. Like, that's something I've really been working on with having ADHD is just like paying attention and being more intentional and just being present in the moment because it's so hard these days. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy to see how all of these things came through within two months of one another because everything over the last couple of years had been building up and this was the divine intervention and the moment that shit just kind of had to hit the fan in order for me to get the picture. Um, I'm extremely, extremely blessed and grateful looking back at it now, but I ain't gonna lie, that shit was hard, and it's still hard, and every day is still me observing my thoughts and making sure that I'm not regressing back into the old habits and old cycles that I've had, um, but it's really, really, really exciting to have the support system that I have now because I'm, like I said, I've just been so much more intentional with my friendships and relationships and just mentors and any project that I'm in now, you know, I, I've been so dedicated to blocking out time in my schedule to make sure that I, this task has my undivided attention and I'm just more passionately creating these days. Um, but that's pretty much the story time of these last couple months. I feel like I kind of ran through that fairly quick, but 
that's pretty much the gist of the craziness that has happened in my life. And I have learned so, so much with just processing and having conversations and writing and journaling and sitting with my thoughts, whether that be while I'm washing dishes or vacuuming or, you know, it doesn't even have to be the meditation that people have in mind where I'm sitting there because it's still hard for me to do that. I practice it every day, but it's difficult for me to do that. Um... So I guess now we'll shift into kind of talking about the different themes of the last couple of months for me. And All right, family. So a few key themes we will be briefly going over today will be the understanding between the divine masculine, the divine feminine, and the trinity that it creates and that beautiful, beautiful energy that happens when these two energies come together and find balance with one another. Um, we'll be talking about the difference between a scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. We'll be talking about moving from your ego versus moving from your essence. Um, we'll be talking about the importance of your physical body and maintaining your physical and mental well-being. And then finally, we'll talk about the integration process um, that is necessary in really just learning to love all of the different versions of your inner child and yourself. So with that being said, let's go ahead and just start with the physical reality. So one of the key themes that I wanted to talk about is our physical and our mental well-being because this is our vessel. And as an individual who experienced trauma when I was younger, I feel like I, dis I dissociated from my body so much that my body wasn't important to me anymore. I didn't have love for my body. I didn't feel like I needed to care for my body. And the only reason why I'd care for my body is to make sure that I looked good because I worked in the hospitality industry. But over the last year, you know, with developing routines, developing rituals and developing this newfound love for this vessel that I'm in because it's carrying me through life, I was able to really notice all of the different things that had created these physical manifestations of diseases within my body, for instance, the endometriosis, the um, gut issues, the back pain, the um, psoas muscle trauma that was stored. And like I said, I really do believe that releasing all of those blockages in my psoas muscle created the shift in my life. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to have this connection to my body again after despising it for almost 20 years of my life and I think that was a really really important lesson because it allowed me to then ground in the present moment um, because I was back in my body again and not thinking of the future or the past so that was a really big and important lesson for me and another one was really living in my essence rather than my um, ego mind or my survival mechanisms. This is something that we've talked about a lot with the alignment company is recognizing that there are a certain, a certain um, group of characteristics that you are, that you work from when you're working from your essence. And then there is also a certain level of characteristics, which is a lower vibration of who you are, 
um, because you're working from your ego mind, your conditionings, the um, fears and the limiting beliefs that you have. So by recognizing and becoming aware of my thoughts, I was able to discern which one was my ego mind and which one was my um, my essence. Because then I could shift these habits by simply taking a step back and pausing and then responding differently. And that is, you know, that's another thing that caused this upheaval in my life is the fact that I was becoming more and more aware of each of my thoughts and then I started shifting my patterns and my um, responses pretty quickly um, because apparently I don't like to wait. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so another one of the lessons was the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. So I talked a little bit about this earlier, but This was probably one of the most important shifts for me coming into this new role as an individual who owns their own business, who has never had this in, you know, has never had exposure to this in her whole life. Um, I've never understood functioning from the abundance mindset because I never understood that money was energy. I always saw it as like this big evil thing that's hard to come by. And then once you come by a lot of it, you're screwed because it changes you and that's not how we look at money. Like I said, money is energy and money allows us options for this life that we're enjoying and embracing. And the more that I understood that the scarcity mindset was instilled in me because the surroundings that I was in um, reflected the survival mechanisms or reflected this as a survival mechanism, I understood I then started to understand that this was a mindset shift that I could make and needed to make in order to become abundant in my own personal business. So learning to understand and just kind of releasing control over this, but also taking more intentional control by creating a budget, making sure that I'm attending to this budget for the first couple of weeks. It was literally every day because I was so bad at tracking my money. Now I'm doing it once a week, but keeping that consistently so that I can make sure I'm aware of every single dollar and where that's going. Um, And as a business owner, you need to be aware of this, but it was something that I was so afraid of. I hated, hated working on my budget and I hated looking at money. But now it's, I mean, it's just energy now. (laughs) And the more that I speak of it in an abundant way, the more that I know it'll come to me. And shit, it's been working so far, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, (laughs) Now we're going to talk about, let's see, let us talk about the, oh my God. Okay, so one of the most amazing lessons and understandings that I have experienced over the last couple of months was this beautiful integration process of the divine masculine, the divine feminine coming together and creating that trinity and that beautiful sacred energy that only happens when the divine um, feminine and masculine come together in a balanced way. So the divine masculine showed up in my life um, healing the divine masculine and attending to the divine masculine showed up in my life by becoming aware and really reconnecting with my father. The divine feminine 
you know, I have always been an extremely feminine person and I grew up primarily with my mom. So I always thought, you know, like that was good. She's straight. Like the divine feminine me is beautiful. It's awesome. You know, the Leo in me is like shining and shit. But I started to realize that this, this divine feminine that I was moving from was still on a pretty low vibration because it was what I was exposed to. My mom was always hustling because she was a single mom and, you know, she was always just working her ass off. So she inhibited these divine masculine traits, but never attended to her own divine feminine traits. So by not attending to that, she was exhibiting a lower vibration of that too. So the wounded feminine started to show up and that's what I started getting from her. Obviously, all of this is unintentional and I have come to a point in my healing and I pray, I pray, I pray that you all do too, is if you have these wounds with your mother and your father wounds, even if they were in the, they were or were not in the picture, um, I pray that you, you find healing through this because it really does affect the way that you show up in your own personal life. And by, by tending to my divine feminine and my divine masculine, I'm able to find balance and move more consciously and more intentionally, um, within each of my problems. And now like, it's just so crazy to see me tap into these two extreme energies together, but in a healthy and balanced way. And it's showing up in my life, in my relationships, in my friendships and in everything, you know, it's quite literally manifesting itself into my reality. Um, and it first started off with my parents and reconnecting with them on a deeper level that I've never experienced with them before. So I just kind of wanted to talk about a few of the different um, traits that these um, energies have. So the divine masculine, a wounded divine masculine will show up in a way where it's unstable, you're avoiding things, you're um, coming off as aggressive, you're controlling, or you just, you know, you just want to compete and be competitive about everything in an, in an unhealthy way. Um, these are some of the lower vibrations. Some of the higher vibrations of the divine masculine and the traits that you would see if you have a healthy relationship with the divine masculine would be being honest, being accountable, having integrity, being humble, um, being able to set boundaries is a huge one, um, having security, being stable, um, and just Owning your responsibilities is another really important one as well. Um, for the divine feminine, so a wounded divine feminine will show up as insecure, as needy, manipulative, inauthentic, over-emotional, and with a victim mentality. That is another key thing too, is moving from a life is happening for me and not to me um, perspective and mindset shift. But the divine feminine, a healthy and balanced divine feminine will show up as deeply intuitive, deeply grounded, receptive, um, reflective on the past, uh, supportive. They'll show up as authentic and be just being able to surrender to the flow of life 
And this beautiful sacred unity of energy, I mean, just hearing the traits come together, you can see that this will show up typically as a very balanced individual. And there's, <laughs> there is no black and white and there is no perfect balance. It's understanding that we can literally change our responses and shift with each of these different emotions and each of the different um characteristics or the traits that we may be inhibiting at that given moment. So it's really just becoming aware of our thoughts and becoming aware of the way that we respond to things. So with all of that, it's really just learning how to integrate and learning how to bring all of the different versions of myself over the last 25 years and tapping into all of these different pieces and slowly just kind of bringing everything together and it's so beautiful to see that the timing has been perfect all along, but I had spent so, I mean, I'm not upset that I, I'm a little upset, but I'm not upset that I'd spent so much time stressing and cocoon, not cocooning, but stressing about my life when really I knew that, you know, I, I knew that if I kept taking action on the, written plan that I had it would all be fine and that's exactly what I'm doing right now and that's you know just making sure that we're staying on top of the things that we need to stay on top of as co-creators in this universe will be good I feel like that's when we start taking a step back and really zeroing in on what my why is and really keeping that at the forefront of my mind so that I can make sure that I'm staying grounded and staying open to any and all possibilities that may be presented to me. So now that this has been a long and overdue podcast, I just want to end this by saying thank you, thank you, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in on the experiences that I have been going through over the last couple of months and kind of peek into what's been going on in my head and the lessons that I've been learning. And if you have any questions at all or have any similar experiences that you would want to share or if this podcast or video helped you in any way, please share that with me. I would be honored to hear about your experiences as well and honestly it's definitely something that keeps me going there are obviously days where my mental health isn't where it needs to be and all of the wonderful messages that I receive from you all I literally screenshot and I have a folder in my phone and I just keep it there to reflect on when I'm just not feeling so hot so I'm gonna end this off by letting you know how grateful I am and just Praying that you all have a wonderful and safe and incredible week and end of May, basically. I mean, we're at May 18th, right? So end of May, be on the lookout for a couple of the projects that I'm working on. I'm uh, constantly just working on this book, Isolate, which should be published in a couple of months. Um, working on that program with uh, Maggie, published to Impact. Um, obviously, I'll be opening up coaching as well in July. I'll be starting the Find Your Flow course in June, and we will also be releasing a mini journaling course at probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, but 
other than that, I think that's pretty much the end of the episode for today. Again, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to learn more about you and the journey that you have been on. Take care, be safe, and as always, flow on, my loves. Hello, my loves. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Flow On with Selena Dawn. If you liked our content, please don't forget to like this episode and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss a beat. Also, leave your thoughts in the comments below and share this episode with a loved one to continue growing our community. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll catch you next Sunday. Stay safe, stay strong, and flow on.